Welcome to another episode of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. I'm your host, Greg Marzak. Excited to bring you some great content here. Uh, before we get into the episode, just wanted to give out uh, some congratulations, some um, uh, exciting announcements within Omnia, as well as uh, across the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. So as you know, Omnia is the official sponsor and uh, partner of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. Uh, within the program, we had some uh, players sign to college lacrosse programs. That's a, a, a great achievement, something extremely exciting to get to you know, see those guys go coach and, and, and move on to the next level. Um, so shout out to Robert and Luke. Robert uh, from Brother Rice uh, going to play at Bellarmine. Uh, he's a defenseman, another uh, Brother Rice uh, senior, uh, got signed recently, uh, Pauli Fortino. Uh, going to UPenn. That's awesome, guys. Uh, congratulations and, and best of luck, obviously, with the upcoming season as well as, as later in your career. Um, another one, Luke, going to uh, University of Indy. Uh, the Greyhounds, that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, also, Cooper St. Clair from uh, Catholic Central. Uh, congratulations. Uh, going to Detroit Mercy, my alma mater. I think that's a, a, a great achievement, something ex- exciting. And like I said, best of luck with this upcoming season. Um, also, quick shout out and congratulations. I know the uh, box program within Omnia is doing really well. I think that's great to see you guys, you know, uh, playing both the field and box, uh, getting better and, and working on stick work. I know you guys are uh, putting in uh, extra hours with JD and the boys. So that's awesome to see. A um, couple announcements. So Omnia is running their winter clinics on Thursdays starting January 20th at the Sports Garage. Uh, this is, uh, you know, an opportunity for kids, uh, 8 eight to 10-year-olds, the U8, U10 age, age group, um, to get an opportunity to start off, whether you're first-time players or, you know, just want to get better at that level. Um Check out the website, omnialacrosse.com, or there's a link if you go to the braveheartlacrosseshow.com. You can check the uh, link to uh, the website there. A uh, couple more updates. So with the upcoming lacrosse season less than a month away, I know for crazy lacrosse fans like myself, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be great to see um, a couple scrimmages coming up here in the next couple weeks, as well as uh, at the end of the month in January, uh, Mercer and Bellarmine. Uh, one announcement, so on the website, BraveheartLacrosseShow.com, if you check under the uh, Division One lacrosse schedule, I've started to upload when the Division One games are. A um, couple gripes I have with you know some of the uh, larger uh, sports conglomerates, whether it's ESPN or The Athletic. They don't have college lacrosse uh, schedules posted. Um, so what did I do? I just said, well, I have an opportunity and a platform. I'm going to create it myself. helps me keep track. And for anyone who wants to check out, uh, I'll be doing uh, game previews, reviews, and you can check the schedule there. So be sure to check out uh, BraveheartLacrosseShow.com. Also there, you can email me if you want to you know, have any questions or any content you want to talk about. 
and also, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you considered subscribing on any of the platforms, whether it's Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, be sure to you know comment, subscribe, like, you know, share it if you think anybody would be interested in this. Definitely encourage uh, any of the. Uh, guys that are getting ready for the season you know if you're doing wall ball just put in the episode you know put the headphones in and hit the wall 15 20 minutes whatever the length of the episode is and obviously that's a, a you know pretty cool opportunity if you're interested in what i have to talk about lacrosse and work on getting better uh, here's something to fill the time so without that here's another episode brought to you by omnia lacrosse so uh, thanks, everyone, for joining another episode of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. I'm your host, Greg Marzak. Uh, on as a guest today, I'm extremely honored. Uh, this guest was uh, uh, played at Garden City High School, uh, has un- unreal accolades there, um, then went to UNC, and I think has more impressive ones at UNC, was an All-American, All-ACC, honorable mention uh, for All-ACC honors. Um, third time in all... Uh, third in all-time takeaways, uh, received the Jay Gallagher Memorial Award for the team's most outstanding freshman, um, founded the, has, has coached with a few different high schools uh, nationally, um, has founded the, the Little Ballers program, helping lower and inner city school uh, students in Chicago, which I'm excited to talk about. That's where I actually heard about, um, found out about him, uh, and is the national coach and senior director for the True National Lacrosse Program, which is one of the largest uh, youth and high school um, travel teams in the country. Uh, so thank you uh, for coming on, uh, Peter, Coach Peter Murphy. Uh, yeah, pleasure uh, pleasure to get on here. Um, I, uh, I've done a quick uh, research of my own and uh, the podcast looks like it's off to a great start. Excited to be on here with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been very fortunate with um, some pretty interesting guests to talk about uh, everything about lacrosse, whether it was um, idols growing up or, or giving guys, um, you know, who have aspirations to play in college, either guidance on that journey, as well as like some insight into what that experience is like. Um, I've also been fortunate enough to talk to some equipment manufacturers and also just people who are all around trying to promote the sport, whether it's through community involvement and development, um, or just, you know, giving back to a game that gave them so much, uh, just like myself. So as part of the purpose of this, I'm very fortunate to have played uh, and, and um, you know, moved on to a high level. And now I'm coaching here in Charlotte with, uh, you may know, Ryan Flanagan. Um, yep. Okay. And yeah, legend. Yeah, exactly. There's a few out there. So, um, uh, he was, I, I, I've studied computer science and computer information systems and been pretty savvy with websites and technology. Um, and I had some other social media things that went viral. And he was like, have you considered, you know, taking your energy and focusing on lacrosse? Cause you coach a lot right now. And, uh, maybe this might be something, an avenue, uh, that you'll enjoy. And I said, absolutely. And then, so after that, it's been, you know, almost an episode a day here and, um, there's hundreds and I, I don't know at this point, but thousands of listeners, maybe. So I'm really excited to give them someone who I found about through a buddy. He said, you should interview this guy, Peter Murphy. And I knew about the true program. I lived in Chicago for a year and I, I have Jake, uh, 
hopefully he'll come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to sort of out him, but he would be so cool to have on as a guest. Um, but uh, anyway, my buddy Graham Mako said, you should talk to Peter Murphy. He's got some things going on in the, um, you know, South side of Chicago and inner city developments. And, uh, and that would be cool for people to hear about and potentially get involved with. So I said, absolutely. And then he also mentioned you have an, a really unique story about perseverance and sort of your college experience, which if that's okay, I'd, I'd like to share it or at least have your, your, your take on that. Um, I think some people in the audience might be interested in hearing about that. Sure. Well, um, you know, first off, I think what you're doing is great. And uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and uh, Javier Silva was talking about breaking out of the bubble. And that, you know, for me, that struck a chord because, you know, growing up in Garden City on Long Island, that was you know, very much, uh, very much a bubble. Right. So for me, my first breakout was going to North Carolina, uh, where, you know, 90 percent of the student body was in state. And so for me, that was a really good rounding experience. And uh, then uh, when the opportunity came to move from New York to Chicago years later, you know, and basically on two weeks notice with never visiting the city before, um, that was, you know, another opportunity for me to break out of the bubble. And uh, oddly enough, as you're as you reached out a, a week ago to set up this podcast, I had literally just picked my family up and moved from Chicago to North Carolina. And, uh, you know, so I'm a big believer uh, in that uh, change is good and you got to take your shots when you get a chance. And uh, I think lacrosse is a pretty amazing uh, vehicle for, um, for that change, whether you're, you know, lacrosse the nations, you know, playing in Germany like you did, uh, or, you know, just moving around the country. It's really, uh, it's an opportunity creator. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, so fortunate. I moved down here after living abroad to work with um, Rex Bosch, this big manufacturing company, and didn't know too many people um, in Charlotte. I had a couple of friends, but then got involved with Ryan and Rush and the Team 24-7 program and was like, man, there's other people like me. You know, they're working. They like giving back. They love giving back to the sport. Um, and uh, you know, having just taken on that opportunity to come work down here and then finding a pretty tight knit community, which is growing. I mean, yeah. the lacrosse community, not only in Charlotte, but South is, uh, and East Southeast in general is growing. We had, uh, Greer Hanlon on with, um, Charleston elite program, uh, okay. which was really cool to, to hear his perspective and what he's doing and having moved from Denver now over here. Um, so it's really exciting to just contribute to that. And I think, I tried to explain to my parents, I don't, they, they listen. And so I'm very thankful for them, but there's like hundreds of people listening to me, which is or us, which is really crazy just to think about that. There's someone else as excited or passionate about lacrosse as, as you know, we are. So, um, that's, well, it's, you know, it's, I think you're, I think you're in a great spot, right? Because energy is something that you generally can't teach. Yeah but you can impact, right? Yeah. And your energy comes through in your podcast. I'm sure it comes through in your coaching. And so that's, you know, that's one of the things you're helping to pass on to the kids or listeners. And that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Other people have said that you're pretty high energy. Um, so if we can, you, this story about your experience at UNC, um, caught my attention obviously it's out there you, you were in u.s lacrosse about it um 
for anyone, well, would you like to talk about that? Would you mind touching on that? Sure. Yeah. Don't mind talking about it. Um, you know, so it's been quite some time, but um, the uh, article came out in U.S. Lacrosse really covering um, covering the story only because uh, I had penned a letter to my high school team and, you know, then in turn uh, uh, the, the players at True Lacrosse as well. Uh, and, you know, really I shared the story just because, you know, I, you know, very much understood what it was like to have your season cut short. Right. And unexpectedly and something out of your control. And so, you know, for me as a coach, like I know here, you know, right. I graduated in 1997. Okay. So I have, you know, 24, 25 years perspective on that event. Uh, you know, the players that are going through this uh, pandemic, they have no perspective, right. They don't have years of experience to, to fall back on. And, um, you know, frankly, it's a large percentage of their life when we're talking about, you know, a year, potentially two years out of their you know, life. I mean, you know, most of them don't remember from when they're four or five years old, right? So, you know, in some cases, your seniors, they have a dozen years and you're talking about two of them taken up with a pandemic. And so uh, I just tried to share the story so they have an understanding that, you know, you need to keep things in perspective and that everything is relative. And, um, you know, for me, after getting stabbed in college, uh, you know, that was the end of my career. Um, and, uh, as a long stick who couldn't shoot, uh, at that time I wasn't going pro anyway. So it's not like I had uh, a career lined up in lacrosse, uh, after, uh, after college, but that was a tough way for, for me to end. Um, but, uh, on the bright side, uh, you know, and my wife hates this story, but I was set to play, uh, in the Vail tournament, um, that summer after my senior year in college. And, uh, so I was set to play with like the Gates and Marichek and Beersley and all these absolute studs. And I was clearly out of my league and the young guy on that team. And, uh, well, I was weighing 135 pounds after losing 50 in the hospital. So, and I just got cleared to jog that weekend. So there was no way I was going to play on a high level team like that. Frankly, I'm pretty sure my doctors would have lost their mind if they knew I was playing at all. Um, but for me, it was a big uh, thing mentally just to kind of, uh, close the season out on my terms, if you will. So, uh, at, you know, 135 pounds and a drainage hole in my stomach. Uh, I, uh, got onto some, uh, team out of California, Bay Alarm lacrosse team, uh, where my uh, former captain Scott Bulkley was, uh, playing. And, uh, you know, we had a great, unbelievable time and they were fully appreciative that I could run up and down the field once. And, uh, so I played a little long stick attack after I ran the ball up because I couldn't make it back. Um, but we got through the weekend, we had a blast and, you know, fast forward to, you know, moving to Chicago years later. And uh, you know, our, our goalie that weekend was Matt Weiss. Matt Weiss is, you know, incredible guy, really dynamic personality. You'd never forget him. Yeah. Um, he's also short squat and has a little waddle to him, right? So. We're in Chicago years later, and uh, I see this guy coming across the parking lot as I was going to play in my first and probably you know, first and really only full lacrosse game in Chicago uh, yeah. before retiring again. Um, and I turned to my buddy and like, is that Matt Weiss? He's like, how do you know Matt? Long story short, Matt and I became fast friends. He introduced me to my wife. And so the, uh, the story I like to tell is that um, if I don't get stabbed, I don't play for Bay Alarm. Uh, I probably never meet my wife. I don't have three kids and uh, I'll take that trade any day of the week. Truly, truly life-changing. But that's, 
um, thanks for sharing. That's a amazing story. Obviously it's hard right now for kids like, and, and even coaches to sort of relate on a level. I was talking to my brother who played college football and we're like, could you imagine being a senior or even just any high school level kid who's focused on, you know, trying to play at the next level, trying to get recruited, watching all his other buddies and, and now social media is in their face about like, you know, re- the next level recruits and everything. And then to not have even idea of what this next season is going to bring, it'd be terrible. So, you know, to hear sort of the positivity about sort of these situations that you can't control Um, staying positive, right? Maintaining a positive outlook on life, staying focused on what's important to you. Um, That's great to hear from from yourself and hopefully uh, for any kids out there. And now we're starting to see the season open up and, and, you know, protocols put in place, which I think just is like a true testament of you have to stay focused on what's important to you and, and, you know, stay positive about it regardless. Like no, no coach is going to make anything improve overnight but if you're truly focused on playing on lacrosse you know you, you want to hit the wall learn and improve your game um i think that's a that's a great story and you know exciting to hear that regardless of situations that you can or cannot control in your life you just stay focused on them yeah it's and you know the 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 rule of uh, relativity is really important i mean you know i had 20 surgeries in 20 years after college basically wow. um and, you know, while some were grueling and physically demanding and, you know, it wasn't fun a lot of times, I mean, you go get a MRI or a CAT scan and you're hanging out in a room with cancer patients yeah. who are, you know, facing life and death. And, you know, that kind of just puts your, it puts your experience in perspective. And, you know, again, that's, that's something that these kids thankfully have not had to live through. Right. And, um, you know, but that's also something that you can do as a coach in terms of uh, passing that uh, experience and, you know, knowledge and perspective along yeah that that's so true even going back to javier thinking about like getting involved with and we can tie this in i'd really like to hear your about your experience in chicago but um like getting involved with communities that maybe aren't as fortunate with you right yes um south side of chicago has some any major metropolitan area has rough you know rough areas detroit no exception um but finding opportunities to get involved and give back to the community, uh, whether you're more fortunate and, and just have time to give and spend time with other people or just, you know, donating anything. Um, I think that's, it's exciting and a, and a great way to keep in perspective, like you said, what your challenges are on a day-to-day basis, but what other people uh, go through and how to impact that. Um, but with that, would you like to talk a little bit about the little ballers program you, you, you had set up in, in Chicago? Sure. So, I mean, I think, um, I mean, first off, if, if, uh, if you're looking for a future interview and you want to talk about the South side of Chicago and Chicago's version of Harlem lacrosse, uh, I'll introduce you to Sam who runs the owls program. It's outreach with lacrosse and uh, scholastic. And, um, he does a fantastic job. Uh, he has, you know, he has, his mission is, is is pure like he does yeah. a great job on the south side of chicago and that would be someone that you should definitely talk to in terms of that for, for me um i live on the north i lived on the north side of chicago um you know but downtown and uh my kids were looking to start playing my uh 
my boys are, you know, now 12, uh, 12, 11, my daughter's nine, but, you know, years ago when they were looking to play for the first time, uh, they're just wearing a lot of options. Yeah. Um, and at that time, uh, true lacrosse was not, um, in, uh, in the city. Uh, and there was uh, one spring program, the junkyard dogs, um, but there wasn't really, there wasn't a spot to introduce the game properly. Right. There was, you know, there was a big gap between starting and, um, you know, playing club maybe. And, uh, and even then there weren't a lot of robust opportunities. Uh, but all at the same time, I decided to launch little ballers lacrosse, which is, uh, a three on three model, not dissimilar to Casey Powell's speed lacrosse, uh, except we play with pads in, in, on the boys front and, um, you know, we don't stick a kid in net just because, you know, that never works out too well, um, with the ball in the face, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, conceptually, it's the same in terms of, uh, in terms of your movements and, um, you know, learning to play in threesomes, which right in lacrosse, you have the midfield attack and defensive unit, they should all be fun functioning in some type of triangle string attached relationship. So it's, a it's a really good teacher in terms of uh, the concepts. It's, you know, small fields, lots of goals, kids like it. Um, and for me, it was just important to deliver uh, a program where these kids were not just playing, but actually learning. And so a balance between the proper fundamentals so that they could build, whether it's practicing on their own, going off to play, uh, going off to play club. I mean, most got most, uh, boys and girls who played in the program aspired to, you know, the next level. Like they wanted to play in high school. They wanted to go play club. And, um, you know, so I think uh, the intention of it uh, was to grow the game literally, uh, but also arm them with the skills they needed to, you know, to really advance. And it was really successful um, in Chicago. Uh, and uh, a lot of those players um, went on to play with me at true lacrosse. And again, that was uh you know, they were, you know, they've been around for a dozen years and are an absolute, uh, you know, powerhouse of a club, but we, we didn't have a presence in Chicago and, you know, that's where I lived. And I, I wasn't traveling to the suburbs to coach kids when my kids were looking for a place to play. You didn't want to get on the uh, yellow line and take it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. So there was no, uh, no train or hour long traffic jams. And uh, so what we did is we created a, a, initially a boys program in the city. Um, and, uh, you know, field logistics and operations, right? That's always challenging anytime you're in a city. And, you know, I laugh at some of the problems that people have nationally when they're, you know, playing on turf fields or have full grass fields or whatever it is. Um, but we made do and we established uh, a great culture and um, the kids got a lot better. You know, some would advance to play on the state teams and, uh, you know, get shots at the national team. And, um, you know, that was great. And, you know, sure enough, uh, you know, just like little ballers where I coach, you know, the boys and the girls, uh, that was the next question, right? Because if the boys were underserved in a city, the, the girls were really underserviced uh, in terms of opportunities uh, to play lacrosse. And so, um, you know, we launched uh, a girls program uh, the following year and, uh, you know, that is, was enormously successful growing and um, you know, leaving all those programs between the high school I coached, Latin School of Chicago, which was, again, a new program three years ago. Um, you know, leaving those programs behind Chicago is probably the toughest part about leaving. Um, but I, you know, I know that I left the city in a much better spot than I found it uh, yeah. three, you know, three or four years ago, which is, you know, the now the programs can stand on their own hopefully. That's great. That's great. Um, and obviously we can 
tie into your next venture here. Um, what is coming to North Carolina? What are some things you'd like to share with everyone who's listening? Sure. So uh, we'll reestablish little ballers down uh, down here. And so the goal will be, you know, initially to to really help grow the game. Um, you know, what I noticed uh, in Chicago, uh, in Chicago in particular, and Illinois at large, um, it lacrosse got sanctioned as a varsity sport only. I think it was 2017. So up until then, it was kind of run by the clubs. It wasn't supported by the schools necessarily. It certainly wasn't funded. Um, and as that changed, um, then you saw kind of the opportunity for the game to grow, but there was really nothing supporting that growth underneath. And so uh, between Little Ballers and True, that's what I tried to do in the city. And, uh, and you know, hopefully uh, we'll be able to replicate that down here where we're not just introducing the game, um, which is a big part of this uh, and growing the game, but uh, also helping the kids realize their their dreams and open up doors for them, whether it's playing in high school, playing in college, or, you know, just being successful and confident at whatever it is they're doing. Um, so uh, little ballers will come down with me to North Carolina. Um, True lacrosse actually uh, merged with Bucktown lacrosse recently. Yeah, um, and, uh, and that was pure coincidence and unrelated to, uh, to my move. My wife and I hadn't even decided to move to North Carolina. Um, at that point, um, but we're excited to uh, we're excited to help True grow in uh, in North Carolina, and uh, you know do the same with relaunching Little Ballers down here. And uh, I was fortunate enough to literally day one in North Carolina, the moving truck had left forty five minutes ago, and um, I got a opportunity to coach uh, as a defensive coordinator at um, you know top ranked uh, Cardinal Gibbons High School. So I was on the field 45 minutes after getting to town, um, you know, with their season starting so early this year. So uh, pretty fortunate um, to have a lot of opportunities. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity to, to get things going down here uh, again. That's that's great. We're excited to have you, obviously. I think it's uh, super exciting. The things that are going on uh, here in, in North Carolina, just the growth of the sport over the past two years it's it's crazy um and really cool to be a part of whether it's on the field or off the field like this giving uh, interest to you know any fans out there potential players um or current players trying to grow the game um and and develop uh we'll finish up here any predictions this season we're starting to see games uh can't wait for tomorrow um any predictions well, I mean, on the, on the collegiate level, uh, I really like Carolina's uh, program. 15 minutes down the road, it's going to be tough to top Duke. Um, yeah. You know, so that, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup, especially if they play each other more than two or three times this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I uh, um, obviously have asked a couple buddies on the podcast, just like, what do you think? Like, Duke's roster is stacked. Everyone's talking about it. Then, obviously, um, all the – the conversation around players going in and out of the transfer portal. I, and I think we're at the point now where like these kids are excited. The season's on, like, let's just play. I don't, you know, I don't, I almost don't care. I just want to get on the field. Um, yeah. I mean, you, I don't care if it's practice, you know, drill, scrimmage. Uh, you can just see from the youth on up through, you know, the college levels that kids are just hungry for competition. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, uh, you know, some people doubted how important sports were um, 
and how relevant they are for you know everyone's life. And um, I know a lot of people probably invest a ton of time and money and things, and maybe people go overboard, but it's never been more clear to me how important youth sports are um, for our kids. Yeah, right? I don't, I mean, that's a great point. I, I didn't realize, obviously, I don't think a lot of people realize until they're out, you know, and now we have nothing. So you can't really be social wherever you go to bars or whatever. Um, but when you have something that you've grown up doing your entire life, right, like since second grade playing lacrosse, and then for a while, nothing, you don't appreciate how much it means to you. And the second you get back on the field, you can see the kids are just like excited. They want to be there. They're with their friends. You know, that for me, looking back was one of the most valuable things that I had. Um, you know, we didn't know yeah. anything else in high school. We would go to school, like we would go to workouts before school. We would go to school and then practice. And that was it almost like four years of just repeat everything, you know, repeat that cycle. You had to do your homework, but then you would, you know, practice. And those kids are your best friends, your best buddies that you hang out with. Um, and the thought of, you know, kids not having that, like you said, for maybe multiple seasons, just terrible. And, uh, you know, I'm super excited now that things are opening up and, and obviously the proper protocols go in place. Um, but just to be back on the field and I, I, you know, I see that with kids that we coach and obviously by the fans, they just want to hear more about lacrosse and get excited for the season. And I'm continuing to try to bring the best lacrosse podcast on the internet. So, um, thank you for joining. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm psyched that I got to come on here and, uh, talk to you. I'm thankful that the collegiate, uh, the collegiate ranks in most cases, the players, you know, got that year back. And so they're not getting cheated out of anything. And knock on wood, uh, high school season goes off for these seniors. Uh, they, uh, they deserve an opportunity to end things the right way. Yeah. I just think obviously you and any other administrator that's working through this, I know it's not easy, but you know, maybe the kids don't say it directly to you, but they definitely appreciate it. I've heard comments from kids who are just like coach we're just excited to be here like we don't care if we have uniforms or anything we just want to be on the field so um is there anything else you'd like to add anything i missed no i think uh listen it's been great talking with you uh, i enjoyed uh meeting you even virtually and uh look forward to to seeing you on the field whether it's in the, the high school state championships or uh, out there on the uh on the tournament front Absolutely. Can't wait, coach. Thank you. Have a great, uh, great weekend. And I'm sure we'll be in touch. Good deal. I'll add, oh, for anyone listening, I'll add a link in the bio to um, the true lacrosse. I'll, if you have, you know, like a link you want to send out for anyone who's listening, they can, um, they can click it. They can go see true in the little ballers program. And yeah, if you have anything else, I'll I'll add it in the description and I'll share it with you. Uh, Sounds good. I appreciate the plug. Hello. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. If you like this content and want more, please subscribe using some of the buttons around here. I don't know which platform you're listening on, but I appreciate it. Also, consider checking out our website, BraveheartLacrosseShow.com. You can uh, comment, you can send me a message and suggest what type of content you'd like to hear. Really appreciate it from hearing from the audience and look forward to bringing you great lacrosse content. Have a great day. Tell your parents you love them.